0: as well, but very important to our young ladies, because the battle right now in our our nation, in our culture, is about the distinction between men and women. Um, So some people get that distinction wrong. Some people erase the distinction altogether. And so there's these all these conflicting worldviews. And over here, the Bible has just been the same. And the Christian worldview has just been the same. So we want to get that perspective, the Bible's perspective on feminism. So Sister Hannah is coming at this time to teach this portion of our series. So would you give her your attention? And we certainly appreciate her. But give her a hand as she comes and pay attention.
1: Okay, <laughs> to start off, I don't say this enough when I get up here, but thank you to Brother Jared and Sister Nikki for trusting me and allowing me this opportunity to teach. I really appreciate you guys and love love you guys. So happy about Sage. <laughs> She's so precious. Um, first off, I want someone, you can use your phones, so everybody have your phones ready, just for this one thing, Okay here we go I need someone the the people who were not here last week are at a bit of a disadvantage um but I need someone to google the topic that brother Zane talked about last week oh don't tell everybody they're supposed to know what it was and someone read what pops up what's it say Dalton What's it say, Dalton? A late 20th century style and concept of the art, architecture, and criticism that represents a departure from modernism and has at the start a general distrust of grand theories and ideology as well as the problematic relationships the of Indian American art. Okay, that's good. Um Did you read the first thing that popped up? Th- that's fine. That's kind of my point. So as I was researching my topic, um, I started to notice that Google adapts to what you click on, and if you click on the first thing, that's going to be the perspective that it gives you for subsequent searches, which I thought was really interesting, because we are trying to learn and develop our own perspective that lines up with the Bible. So if we start clicking on just the first thing that pops up, we're going to be introduced to some bias. So this is just kind of a um, a plug to read the read the topics of what your what articles you're clicking on because otherwise you're going to be down a rabbit hole of stuff that is not true. But thank you, Brother Dalton, for that. You illustrated that perfectly. So my topic is feminism. Like Brother Jared said, it is very important for the women, but you guys also need to know about what it is because I probably had some bias on what I thought it was just because I think that as Christians, we, we think that any sort of worldview like this is bad and we don't need to accept it. So I would like to define, can you click on, it's Okay. Sometimes it takes a minute to load um, the first slide. But defining feminism, that's my next slide. Google, the first thing that pops up, is the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of equality of the sexes. Straight from Google. Dictionary.com says the doctrine advocating social, political, and all other rights of women equal to those of men. So that doesn't necessarily ba- sound just bad right off the top. You know, like you don't want to, women to be treated like dirt, like they're the scum of the earth, right? They should be treated fairly. So that doesn't sound all that bad to begin with. But the fruits of feminism, which is my next slide, um, there, there's a lot of good things that have come from feminism. So I don't want you guys to think that I'm coming up here and saying that everything that you encounter from feminism is going to be bad. Because originally, years ago, women couldn't own land, we couldn't vote, and we weren't really allowed to have education. So coming from someone who has been to college and I have a college degree, I'm very thankful that now I have that opportunity because I do very much enjoy my job. And me and my husband own land together, so glad that... Um, we can own land, and glad that I can vote. And so um, I'm very appreciative for those rights that I now have. But there are also some things that have come from feminism. Women have fought for the right to initiate divorce. Um, Women have fought for the right to have choices over their body. If they are pregnant, they want the right to terminate their pregnancy. They have fought for those rights. And a lot of beliefs from feminism have caused women to think that you are either a feminist or a sexist. And that is a crazy belief to me because I do not feel that I believe I fall in either one of those categories. I would not label myself as a feminist, but I also would not label myself as a sexist. So they are approaching this in a very binary way. You're either one or the other, you can never be another. If you're not a feminist, if you don't align with their beliefs, then you're sexist. And one of the most important things that our society is facing now is that you are neither male or female, that it's fluid. The boundaries between male and female are blurred because of the rights that feminism, some of the rights that feminism has fought for. What I think that... Feminism has, is trying to combat is the natural order of creation that God originally designed for us. And God created it that way for a reason. It's, it works out. Have you ever witnessed, have you ever been in a home where there's a husband, a wife, a mom, and a dad, and children, and it just follows a natural cre- crea- the natural creation of order, and it just works? there's no turmoil there's no sometimes there is divorce but if you're submitted to God there's usually not divorce and your your family goes on to have a very healthy environment but feminism tries to combat that that natural order and so we're we're pushing ourselves into this cr- society where we think that women can be whatever they want to be and that's another statement that on the surface does not sound all that bad you know like when I was little if I wanted to be a doctor I could be a doctor if I wanted to be an accountant I could be an accountant and that's just that's what happened I ended up being an accountant that's what I wanted to do but there's there's something beyond those surface level things like your career your career and or being a homemaker, there's something that's beyond that, that a woman, that's what's designed for a woman. And I know this is seeming really tailored toward women, but men, when you're going to college, you're going to combat all of these different philosophies, and you're going to be looking for a wife eventually, right? Hopefully. Caleb, no. Why not? Why not? Okay. 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 Anyway, so whenever you, you guys are searching for what you're going to be, who you're going to marry for the guys, it's going to be very important on the foundation that their brain has, on where they stand on the natural order of creation. So um, how many have of you, have you guys have ever been labeled as the mother hen of the group? Why did none of you guys raise your hand? Oh, see, I, I just thought that, I thought about this as I was researching all this. I thought about that, that, you know, some some of us women get labeled as the mother hen of your of your friend group, because I have had that label put on me before, and noticed that I did not ask which of you girls have been labeled as the mother hen. I asked which of you guys as a group, have been labeled as a mother hen. None of you men raised your hand because naturally that is not a term that is for men. So we start to see that there is this difference between male and female. And what a lot of feminists will argue is that those distinctions are purely culture-based. And it's only defined by gender roles, such as mom and dad and, the, you know, boy toys and girl toys that we ourselves as a culture put that upon people you guys be honest how many of you guys ever played with baby dolls or kitchens kitchen sets did any of y'all ever do that kitchen set did any of you girls ever play with like little race cars or G.I. Joe I mean I, I played with them and I I know that I am a woman. Now, I know that's kind of a silly example because I think that naturally kids are curious about all different types of toys, and I don't think it's a big deal for a a boy to pick up his sister's baby doll. Like, I don't think that that's going to turn them gay or anything like that. But they're saying that all of these gender roles and um, gender pronouns like he and she are imposing these certain beliefs on us and it's just culture based and i don't agree with that the bible says in 1st corinthians 11:3 but i would have you know that the head of every man is christ the head of the woman is the man the head of christ is god also in ephesians 5:23 wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the lord for the husband is the head of the wife even as christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body so obviously I know none of you guys are married except for our young adults and our youth pastor and his wife. Some of you guys are married. But what I'm teaching to the mo- most of you guys, you're not married. And so this is talking about wives and husbands and stuff. But women are rejecting this philosophy of submission. And in your life, you will always have to be submitted to someone, whether it's your, your boss, your... Um, your pastor is a very important one, um, but all of us have to be submitted to someone, and the Bible very much focuses on submission. So these verses are not condescending toward women, saying that every woman has to be submitted to every single man, and that women are just always inferior, and that man has this superior rule, and whatever I say goes. That's not how it is. So it, it's more—it's really kind of hard to explain in my in my opinion, just because. You almost face ridicule whenever you try and say submit yourself to your husband because some women get their backs up against the wall. and They're like, whoa, my husband doesn't tell me what to do. But as my leader, my husband does tell me what to do. Not, he doesn't go around the house saying pick up this and pick up that and being very rude to me. But he is my leader, and I do submit myself to him as my leader just as he submits himself to God. Does that make sense? So, and you might be thinking that I'm veering off from feminism, but at the very root test... Do what? It's not there. Okay. Anyway, um, at the root of feminism women want to create their own future, I think. So they're trying to define what they are capable of without submitting to God and letting God decide what they're capable of. And that goes for everybody. You have to submit to God first. So I, I read somewhere that... I, I want to say, first of all, test one, two... Testing, one, two, test, test, test. <laughs> Sometimes you have to beat it a little bit. Um, I want to say first before I read this that some feminists are very extreme and some of them are very conservative, okay? So there's going to be a very large array of what women feminists believe. But this one, I read an article that, I think Brother Jared may have mentioned this before, but... She believed that women would be able to reproduce without men around. If all the men went extinct, that women would be able to just survive and reproduce on their own. So obviously, in my mind, that does not compute. And so I was like, how in the world does this work? So I read that scientists have done experiments to take DNA from female rats placing it into the eggs of other female rats to reproduce. So this is female DNA and female DNA. They've also done the same with male rats, taking male DNA in with male DNA in rats to try and reproduce. And would you believe it or not, they they made them. They had little offspring. However, they were so mutated and distorted that they did not live past 48 hours. So scientists are trying to create, in my mind, Frankenstein stuff, uh, trying to combine and create something like their God and have offspring. So, But it's not working. And they think that, that I I read somewhere that they think in decades that they'll be able to make this happen. So um, we've seen crazier things happen in my opinion, turning men into women. So maybe one day that would happen, but it's not natural. And that is not how God intended it to be, or else they would have been able to do this from the beginning of time. So we're thousands of years down the road and they're trying to figure out how to make homosexual couples have biological children. That combats this natural order that I'm talking about. And it really just, it breaks my heart to see that women are rejecting their biblical role. And I we've covered that. I don't want to go too far into that, but we've covered the biblical role of women before. And it just, it breaks my heart to see that we're, some women are unwilling to fulfill that role. And some feminists go as far to say that women like me are weak minded because I'm willing to submit myself to a man that I'm willing to let him lead me and guide me, that I'm weak and that I'm not smart enough to be enlightened to follow after what I want in life. But there's this, this topic, and I'm assuming that it's in like some sort of natural science. I didn't go too far into it. But it's called sexual dimorphism. And so it's it basically states that there are distinct differences between male and female within nature. So this weekend, Thomas and I went to Branson, and we went on this, it's called Dogwood Canyon. Have any of y'all ever been to Dogwood Canyon? It's very beautiful out there. But there was bison and elk and different types of animals out there, and it was really cool to see. There was a bunch of them. But as we were on this tram ride, the... Tour guide was telling us the differences between the different animals out there, and the bison. I can't remember exactly the differences, but there are differences between the female and the male bison. And with the elk, um, that's a little more evident because the elk, the male elks have horns and the females don't. So, obviously, we're starting to see that there are differences between male and female throughout even nature. And obviously, we know as Christians that there is a distinct difference between male and female. But these people who are more educated than all of us are saying that there is no difference. And they even go as far to say that our brains are no different than one another, which is not true. And they go as far to say that there are, I think, like six different tests for gender. And some of these tests would show... In some people, they would show that I'm a female, but then based on these other tests, it would potentially show that I'm a male, and so there's no real way to test if I'm a male or a female, which is crazy, right, because obviously, as I I think that we're all probably less educated than these scientists, and they're saying all of this crazy stuff, and we know that God created male and female. He created Adam and Eve. So another crazy thing that popped up, um, there's this thing called Meninists. Um, can you all guess what that is? It's up there. It's, it's basically feminism for men. And it's really crazy because men have started to feel oppressed because of the actions of feminism. And so they have created the, I think it started off as a slang term, but then men were like, oh yeah, I really do feel that way. And so they've created this bandwagon of, of men who, who feel oppressed because women are trying to assert their authority over men. So they believe they're victimized by feminism and that attention needs to be called to the true struggles of being a man in the 21st century. And, do what um now women have fought for equal pay in the workplace and um i i do think that to a certain extent that should be true because if i'm accountant i'm an accountant and my counterpart is a male and he's an accountant it would not be fair in my opinion that if i have the same education as him the same sort of um experience that he would get paid more just because he's a male just you know I I don't I don't think that that's that's fair but so feminism has worked toward these rights that are are good so I want to be paid you know I want to be paid fairly and I'm thankful for that but I don't want to be do I need to hurry five minutes okay um I'll try and go through this um but I don't want to escape my natural role as a woman just because I'm trying to have the same rights as a man. Um, I'll try and go really quickly. Feminism in college, um, I think that you will no doubt encounter it in your college that you pick, whether it be secular or Bible college. Um, in secular college, uh, I had this experience where I was studying in a room and Um, it was a bunch of accounting students. Some were male, some were female, and we were all just getting ready for our final. This was my last semester in college, and this one woman said that her and her husband go to the club, and they dance, and they party, and they have this great time, and she proceeded to tell me that even though she's married, these other men in the club look at her like she's a piece of meat, and... I'm not going to describe the way that she dressed, but it was not modest, and she was wanting to be treated equally and fairly, but she was dressing inappropriately, like she wanted that type of attention, and she could not in her mind figure out why she was being treated as such whenever she was she had the right to, for her body to not be harassed, but You have to submit to God. You have to submit to the natural order of what Jesus wants. So feminism will touch you in some way, some form, and fashion. In Bible school, I have never been to Bible college, so I don't know. But I think that feminism is so enrooted in the beliefs of young women nowadays that in order to submit to what you're being taught from the Bible, you're going to have to combat these ideologies. So... It's okay to recognize women for what they are worth because in value as a person, they are equal to men. You are no less of a person because you are a woman than, rather than a man. You are equal in value to God. He values just as much men. You are not more important than women just because you are a male. But we do have different roles to fulfill, we can be doctors, we can be lawyers, you can be whatever you want, but you still have to fulfill that biblical role of a wife and submit yourself to your husband. So, combating those isms that we're talking about postmodernism, feminism, humanism, and nihilism that's going to come up, you have to submit yourself to God first because that will not fail. All of these ideologies are new and they may have been rooted way back when, but their titles are new, and we're jumping on the bandwagon of being a feminist, of being a humanist. And first, before all of that, you belong to God, and you have to be rooted in the Word of God. So while your school and your workplace is going to tell you what you're capable of, instead of relying on these ideologies to tell you what you're capable of, you need to rely on God because it will far surpass what you could ever plan for your life. If you submit to being a feminist and you think that you could accomplish all these great things, it will never compare to what God has for your life. And coming up, I know that um, this will flow into nihilism, but there are are no absolute truths. So you're going to flow into this... um, this state of where preposterous things are going to be rationalized in your mind if you're not careful. Because feminism is stating that women are equal in value to men and should not be treated any differently. And But if that's not an absolute truth, then how should women be taught? So it's this. it's going to conflict. And like I said, some scientists claim that multiple gender tests can can be tested but there is one test how you were born how God created you that is what you are you cannot change you cannot leave that natural order of creation that God has for you or your life will not be good you will be outside of what God has for you and like I said some scientists think that there's a difference in the brain in the brains and some don't But regardless of how your brain is, you naturally come about knowing who you are as a male or a female. And so I just encourage you guys that through, I know I've kind of had to rush through this and run through some things, but most importantly is that you know what feminism is. And you know that our society wants to blur the lines between male and female and I just encourage you to truly seek out what God's purpose for you is in His li- in your life. And submit yourself to that. Seek submission. And love the Lord. Read his word. Don't rely on what the world is telling you that you are capable of. Because God has far greater plans for you. <coughs>
0: Great job, great job, and and we might come back to this topic again because uh, I do uh, think it's very very important. Um, before we dismiss, I just I appreciate Sister Hannah being up here and and her life as an example to you young ladies because we do live in a different day and age. There was a day and age when most professions had to be done by men because they were physical in nature, and now we live in an information age where in, I mean. Computer programming is like the number one college major, and men and women can do that equally, you know, and work at Google and Facebook and whatever, these are, the great, these are the great jobs, right? Doctors and accountants like Sister Hannah. So we, we, we do live in an age of greater equality. However, I just want to remind you that in God's order, your relationship with Him is first, your relationship with your family is second, and your career is very, very different and distant from that. So that goes for men too. See, men sometimes get a pass because they can pursue a career at the cost of their relationship with God and their relationship with their family. And the, the world will pat them on the back and say you're successful. But God does not pat them on the back and say you're successful because you abandon your family and because you're not a good father and you're not a good husband and you're not a good Christian. So don't think that you get a pass for that. So same is true for, for young ladies. If you pursue a relationship with God and his word first and you are faithful to your family, then you can do whatever else you want to do that falls under those categories and faithfulness to God and faithfulness to your family. And the same is true for men. It's just that the culture has told men, pursue your career, whatever, don't worry about it. And it's told the ladies, oh, you just need to stay home and, and all this stuff. And so rightfully, women have kind of pushed back. But we're here to reclaim the truth. Okay, we're here to reclaim the truth. And so that's what this series about is we're going to reclaim the truth. So we might come back to this topic because I hate that Sister Hannah didn't have a lot of time. And I know you probably have questions. So if you have questions, I want you to think about them, write them down specifically about relationship of young ladies. And we'll get to those. Okay, so let's let's pray and dismiss in Jesus name. God, we love you. And we're thankful for this time together. We're thankful, Lord, for uh, the lesson that we've heard and these topics that have been so adequately taught to us. I pray that you would help us to take these into our hearts, into our minds, to think on them, to meditate on them, and to learn how to create a worldview with you first. And God, we give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. This
1: has been an episode of Axiom Youth Student Ministries. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you've enjoyed and we hope you'll come back for the next one. Thank you for tuning in.